0: Hey everybody, I hope you're doing great this week. This week's podcast is going to be, we're going to talk about clients who program hop. And we're not just picking on clients here because I have a tendency to do this too. (laughs) And so how are you doing this week, Jennifer?
1: I'm doing fine. I'm interested in this topic um, because I have some clients right now that are definitely program hopping. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it, yeah. uh, I'm rolling my eyes for those of you listening just because <laughs> and the thing is, is I'm guilty of it myself. I have definitely been guilty of program hopping, but it's it just really it, it's a little bit nerve wracking um, when people don't stick to it.
0: Yeah, it is. And then they and, <laughs> and then they're like, I don't feel good anymore. OK,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Or well, why I'm... isn't it? Why isn't it not working?
0: Yeah, I was feeling really good while I was doing it, but now I'm not doing it. I don't feel good. Well, duh. I have-
1: yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that just, ah, uh, that reminded me. So there's someone that I know who I kept telling them, you've got to go gluten-free. You've got to go gluten-free. You've got to go gluten-free. And they went to this functional medicine doctor who ran, I mean, it was $1,000 or $1,200 worth of tests, right? And came back and said, you have this... Um, this certain condition. Um, and it was a virus. It's very common, um, with a lot of people, people don't even know they have it right. It's something that, um, can aggravate something, uh, um, EBV. So EBV is related to mono. And so a lot of people will get mono in high school, but they, it can be chronic. And so it's you're sick for a little while or maybe you don't even have any symptoms in high school, but then several years later it comes back, but it's, It's different. It can present itself in different ways. And so doctors run tests and they determine that you have EBV. So anyway, that's what comes back and um, the doctor puts them on this specific diet, removing uh, all known allergens, including gluten. And so this person gives up everything, including the gluten. And they they're losing weight. They're frustrated at first because they don't really know what to eat, which is what I teach people. But they weren't work didn't weren't going to work with me. Um, and so, which is fine. I am not for everybody. Um, and so they put on this. They lose weight, which was great because this person needed to lose some weight and feeling great. Pain level went from tr- trying to get surgery. Was they even going to do some kind of um, surgery scheduled to do it? And was able to not have the surgery because of the pain, which is great. I'm so happy that this person found the doctor that helped them, ran the right test, and convinced them to give up these foods, right? And so six months later, the person's great, feeling healthy, happy, pain-free, and they start having a lot of stress in their life. And they go back to eating snacks and things with gluten. And so, and it's processed foods, gluten, whatever. And the pain is unbearable. Start talking about having surgery again. And so I'm talking to this person and I said, well, why don't you, you need to give up the gluten again? Um, yeah, I just can't do it. You know, I just love my snacks and things. And I said, but you want to have the surgery? No, I don't want to have the surgery. You're in a lot of pain. Yes. Do you You don't want to be in the pain, right? No. I said, but when you were not on the gluten, you didn't have the pain and you felt great. Yeah, I know. And so to me, it's a no-brainer. Hello. Yes, it's hard. We love these foods. We love these treats. But this really isn't even what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about program hopping. But my my point is, there are things that work, but it has to be long-term. You can't just do it and then quit. You quit and you go right back to where you were before. And one of the problems that I have, I'm totally running my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, I have a, a client, clients that will see me. And then they see something on YouTube, and they immediately start trying that too. And so maybe they're doing half of what we talked about, but they're also incorporating what they just learned on YouTube. Or they're still they're looking for Doctor Google, and Doctor Google says you need to do this, or you no lectins. And so then they call me and they tell me I've got to give up lectins. I just learned about this. I shouldn't be eating lectins. And it's like, wait, what? You know, that's you were just totally constantly changing and then we meet and they're like well yeah so i'm still eating the bread and whatever because i saw this youtube thing that said i should give it the lectins but i'm still you know the pain's still there and it's like eh, wait what and i get so frustrated
0: i know your pain <clears throat> i have a lady she came with me with gallstones gallbladder pain you know i was like well The first thing I I say for this is you got to lower the fat in your diet, you know. So she does and she starts feeling better. And so she, you know, she stayed on a low fat diet for, I think, two or three months and she felt good. And see, a lot of times clients teach themselves their own lessons because after three months, she started slipping in a little bit of butter, a little bit of bacon. Every time she would do this, she would get a gallbladder attack. And I talked to her husband, husband's like, I was telling her, you, you know, you were doing fine. You ate a piece of bacon and you're, you know, you're, you know, it's the fat. Daniel told you not to eat the fat. You know, I don't, I was like, it's either go low fat and, or you're going to have to get the gallbladder taken out. Probably if you can't, you know, so, but so my point is sometimes, well, that, I mean, I taught her, okay, this fat makes me feel bad. So now. She called me last week. I'm going to go back on the program again. I want you to help me. I was like, good. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I have that a lot. So I have a seasonal reset and clients have clients that repeat it and it's because they do it. They feel great. They can't get over the energy, how much energy they have. Sometimes they lose a little bit of weight. The food's good. It's easy. But then in just in from one season to the next, all of a sudden they, they're right back where they were before. They're doing the reset again. And so that which is why I have the longer program now, because I teach people how to to stick with it. Yeah. Um because it's you can't really create a habit in five days, but it does show you that you can feel a huge difference in five days. Yes. But you know, it's just funny that they know they feel better when they do this. But there's other things that they like, too. And I know, like, for me, I will I will never go back and eat gluten um, just because of my antibodies. But I had some coffee today. I love coffee. Coffee's not right for me. It's not right for my body. I have these genes where I shouldn't have it. But I do it, too. And so it's, you know, why am I going back and doing these things when I, I know I shouldn't? And so... We understand why clients switch. One of the biggest things is with weight loss. And I'm sure you see this with your clients as well, but someone will come to you for weight loss, which I'm not a weight loss coach. Um, and so I'll tell clients I'm not a weight loss coach, but if you improve your blood sugar, you improve your hormone balancing, you're going to naturally lose weight. You change your diet, you improve, you remove the inflammatory items you're going to lose weight. You clean up the environment. You remove the toxins, you're going to lose weight. So they start with me, and I'm also low slow, and slow wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. That's one of my biggest things. Slow and steady wins the race. And so they start with me. They're feeling great. Their hormones are getting imbalanced. Their blood sugar is imbalanced. They start losing weight. And then they run into somebody at the gym, Or they read about this new weight loss fad, um, like the weight loss drug, the the blood sugar drug that can be used, and they start that. And it's like, wait a minute, yes, that's going to help, but... It's not going to help you be healthy. It's not going to be healthy in the long term. Or they completely go um, to complete opposite. You know, I am whole food, plant-based. And so someone will be with me. that We're working on building up nutrient stores. You know, lots of minerals and vitamins and all these foods. And then they run into someone in the gym who says you need to be eating high protein. And all of a sudden they're eating um, three or four eggs every morning. They're bumping up protein and not clean Whole food plant based protein, but they're pumping up the bumping the protein and switching to keto, which is not heart healthy. And yes, they lose weight quickly, but in a couple of years, they're gonna need to come back to recover their health.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a question of also one of the reasons this happens is because we are in the age of information. People get so confused, they don't know what to do. And there's a lot of good marketers out there. I mean Right. You know, they see right. a marketer, he's so convincing, and maybe that's what yes. I should be doing because I've been doing this program for four days I'm not seeing results yet. So maybe, <laughs> right. that's the that's the thing.
1: Right. Healing the
0: body naturally, you have to be patient and you have to stick to a good routine.
1: Yes. But it was a doctor. It was a doctor on YouTube.
0: Yeah, well, that doesn't mean they're right. There's a exactly. lot of that I mean, And they, when you,
1: yes, and when you find that study or that doctor says that crazy off the wall thing and you may go, wow, this is totally new. What you need to do is see what other doctors are talking about it. Who else is talking about it? Are they people who you should listen to? You know, are there studies that back this up? or is this just one doctor with one case study that this is working for cuz to me I need evidence I need to see you know question it what is long standing what is going to be helpful long-term yes. What what's helping in general, you know, what helps one person doesn't necessarily help another person. There is no one size fits all. We're all completely unique. We have to find the one thing that helps you. So like, while I am whole food plant-based, there are some people who do need to have, um, it's a tweaks in their diet. You know, maybe I don't have oil. Well, Daniel, you don't have any oil or nuts. I do have oil and nuts. You start your day with lots of fruit. I start my day with lots of um, nuts and seeds. And so it's just completely, it's completely different, but it's, we're doing what is personalized for us and helps us with our our personal health, which is what it should all be about. So it's not what, what's the new fad, what's the other person. And yes, you know, if your goal is weight loss and you don't care what your hormones are like, then doing the, whatever the fad is that you're going to lose the weight. But then like what we were talking about before we got on here, then you have, you just said about the Ozempic. what was the word you called?
0: Saggy butt.
1: Saggy butt. Yes, so we lose <laughs> weight really fast, and then we have the saggy butt, or the saggy belly, or the saggy boobs, because when you lose weight fast, your skin cannot adjust with it. When you lose slow and steady wins the race. When you go slow, your face will um, contract with the weight loss your stomach will contract with the weight loss. Your thighs will, con- the skin will all tighten up with the weight loss. And you don't end up with all the sag when you do it correctly.
0: Yes, this whole, we're in the, also in the age of quick fixes and quick fixes never work. They might fix yes. you for the quick, but we, you know, we got to think about our futures. You were you're talking about keto, right? Keto. Yes. Well, the Mm cell you're showing keto, you're on that for a few years. Your cholesterol is going to go sky high. You're going
1: to have a lot more
0: inflammation. And the weight rebound, everybody who does keto rebounds, they gain weight back.
1: Yes. And you hear about heart conditions and and everything else too. Yeah, it's really scary. Yeah, it's the instant gratification. We're all used to instant gratification now you know, everything's instant. You know, you want to find something out, boom, you get it right there at Siri. You know, I'm driving down the the road and I, you know, I can't text to find out. So I just say, Siri, what is blah, 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 you know? And so I need to, you know, everything, everything is instant. Yeah. And that's what people are looking for. So I have a client who's working on intestinal repair and um, we were working on some different herbs that help with gut healing and rebuilding the microbiome. And it's working, it's slow and steady, which is what we want. We did, we made sure that we did something quick to help with removing what was causing the inflammation. We did something quick to help with the pain and the inflammation, but now we're working on the repair process, which is slow. And you know it's it's going to be slow. Adding back foods is going to be slow. But because we want a quick response, you know, I'm slow and steady wins the race, gradually increasing, you know, whatever um, we're buying into other programs. The the client, you know, is Googling constantly. Oh, I just learned this. So now I'm doing this and Oh, I just did that. So they stop doing what was working and start adding in some more techniques, which I'm not the only person who has this information. There's lots of people who have the information, which is great, but if you, what's happening is we're taking two steps back where if you had continued on the program, you would be forward. And now you're, you're having to repair. Um, and so even though both will work when you stop what you're doing, then you're setting yourself back a couple of steps.
0: Yeah. And it might take you years to heal if you do it that way, instead of sticking right. to one good proven routine and giving it time and just yeah. focus like focus on what you're doing and all yeah. the noise outside ignore it you know
1: right right <laughs> um do you think that there's any psychological or emotional factors that um lead people to program hop?
0: fear i mean i've worked with people like i had one man that i worked with and he was developing dementia and i was like look you know what do you have to lose? And he goes, Time. I was like, No, I said, You can do some of my programs and you can still work with your doctor. I was like, You're not losing any time, but people are afraid that they're not going to heal. And I think that's one reason they program hop. So they're doing something for a week and they don't see any results. And they start to get scared. Like, this isn't working. And the thing is, like we just said, healing routines, you need to give it months, not weeks. You know what I mean? Yes. So what do you think some other factors? I mean, I think fear is always a driver yeah. of most human actions, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that some of us, it's kind of a self-sabotage. Yeah. You know, like maybe the illness or the weight, you know, has become a part of me and that's a part of my story. And if mm-hmm. I become healthier or I lose the weight, I'm going to be a different person. And so maybe not consciously, you know, doing this, but maybe I just feel like the way some people switch programs, it really is, it's a self-sabotage. It's, you know, they know this is working. um, They know they're on the right track and then they do something totally off the wall. And it's like, wait, you know, this is not going to help you. You know, this is going to set you back. And so why would you do something that you know is not right?
0: Yeah, you're correct. There's people who identify themselves with their condition and they can't see themselves without being Cindy the diabetic or, you know.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things that we could do to get people to stay? Because, I mean, I know for me, I I need help helping my clients, you know, stick to the program, you know. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure exactly what words to use. You know, you trust the process. You know, you have to trust the process. Think about how good you're feeling now. Think about how far you've come. Um, you know, where you started to where you are now. You're making progress. I know that it's taking longer than you expected. You know, but we can't expect a, a constant, an instant change. Um, it is working. It's just going slowly, which is better.
0: Oh, uh, for me, I just try to, I try to stay in contact with my clients. Sometimes they don't want to stay in contact with me, but I also try to send them inspirational things. And I like, I send them, uh, you know, videos of people who've done the same routines and gotten better and just give them like positive reinforcement that if you stay on the road, that odds are you're going to get the same results. These people have gotten, that's the only thing that I know. And yeah, <clears throat> And it really it's up to the person man it's up to the person how how much willpower does this person have what is their ability to stick to one routine and not deviate mm-hmm. it takes discipline discipline so
1: yeah and i guess a lot of that has to do with the beginning the initial consultation
0: you yes. know meeting
1: and and talking about you know how how determined are you where are you on the scale of motivation. You know, are you ready to do all the things? How committed are you? Um, maybe the best way to get started. But there are times where someone should switch programs. So when are sometimes what are some red flags or when do you think someone are there any red flags or things where you go, you know what, we've got to switch.
0: They've been doing something for three months and they're not getting any better than There's definitely needs to be some tweaks (laughs) or, or if they start a program and they get worse, you know, that's never really happened with me so far. Thank God, Mm. but it can.
1: Right. I know for me, I have some where they're not making any progress. And then when we dig deeper, we realize they're not really doing the things. And so If you're not able to do the things, then we need to switch. You you need to switch to a different coach, or switch switch to a different program, or something that you will be able to to do. We have we need to find something that you will actually be able to do. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of my clients, I don't know about yours, but they're they're people pleasers, and I, I'm a people pleaser too. I'm getting a lot better at it, but a lot of times they'll tell me what they think I want to hear. You know, and they'll even tell me that they're doing things that they think I want to hear where they're not even actually doing them. They just, you know, or they, they don't want to show me their food journal. I forgot my food journal or I forgot to do it because they don't want me to know what they are actually eating or doing. All right, You know, it's um, I get the I forgot. And so once if I see a week after week, I forgot, then, OK, it's let's try something different. This is this is obviously not. Not working for you, whether or not you're forgetting it's uh we need to make a change,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,, good point,
1: yeah, um, so a lot of times it has to do with accountability too, um you know, like the journaling i i uh I'm not very good at journaling, um I know. Some people some people can journal all day long, and they love journaling and have their journals and stuff like that. And so really it's finding um, something that people can use, too, to be accountable to themselves. So I have a client who says um, she needs me to check in with her every day. That's the only way she can be held accountable. What if something happened to me? You know, you can't just depend on me. Um, you need something, your own little triggers, your own little... Um system and create your own habits so that you can stick to it you can't just rely on another person or an external source for your motivation.
0: No, because that's not sustainable at all. you have mm-hmm. to <laughs> i mean we're it's like uh I mean, my goals with clients is I teach them how to live a healthy lifestyle, and eventually they get to take the training wheels off and they know how to do it themselves. you know that's right. the end goal because if they can't learn to do that then What's
1: yes. really the point, you know? Yes. Well, that's one of the reasons why I had—I told you I have a no longer program now because, yeah. you know, the people were doing the five days and they weren't sticking to it. And so that's the whole thing. You know, my, I call my program. You do the program and then you don't need me anymore because yeah. you're learning all the things. You're doing all the things. So then you get there, which is what we want all of our clients. We don't, it's not like in the, the medical system, they put you on medication that you have to be on. I mean, I'm one of them. You have to be on medication for the rest of your life. So you have to depend on the doctor or pharmaceutical for the rest of your life. And that's what we don't want. We want you to be able to bring your body back into balance. We want you to be in optimal health. So you don't need us. You don't need mm-hmm. any, you don't depend on anybody else or any other um, medical system for you, for your health.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. the
0: opposite of the medical system.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so I know, like, some things – I'm just trying to think of, you know, ways to get people to stay committed and trust trust the system.
0: <sighs> That's the tough one. I mean, there, there's actual programs now that actually have – that make you take class classes in psychology now because it comes mm-hmm. down to – well, okay, I mean, you know, a lot of people are stress eaters yeah they could be doing really good, really good, but then something happens like they lose their job, uh they get a divorce, whatever it is, and then they revert back to uh eating the rich yes. food, you know yes. I don't know, and that that's a really hard one to break
1: mhm yeah i i I am an emotional eater yeah if if I'm under a lot of stress um or something just throws me um you know, just something out of the blue changes or something, I'm going to immediately go and start binging on something. Now, I don't have food in my house that's harmful. I don't buy any processed foods. I don't, I don't have foods that come in a box or a bag, but yeah. I will go and grab, you know, like a bag. I could sit here with a bag of pecans and eat the whole bag of pecans, you know, or something when I'm stressed out, which pecans yeah. are good for you, but you don't want to eat the whole bag. A whole bag of pecans is not going to be good for you.
0: And you know, here and there it's not they, you know, that bad. Like you know, you might do it a day or two, but some people yeah. they get back on the bench, they do it for six months to a year or forever. I have friends that mm-hmm. still eat like we did in high school and we're in our forties now and they still eat pizza and, and ice cream and and they're gonna get sick if they keep doing this. So how do you I mean how would you break that habit? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know how you can help but Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) it's really finding out what what is the motivation what's the why
0: well why why
1: do you want why did you want to do the program to begin with and -hmm. going back to what was your motivation to get started and remembering you know what what what's your pain point
0: yeah why you want your future look like if you have children You Mm -hmm. definitely want to be there for your children and be there for your grandchildren. Um, Do you want to travel? I mean, do you want to like see the world? It's good to have, I think it's good for clients to have goals and hobbies because and hope for the future. If they don't have that, then Mm -hmm. what's the use, right?
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Visualizing, visualizing Mm -hmm. what, yeah what what will happen so if you continue with the program where will you be in a year um if you don't continue with the program where will you be in a year yeah if you see that every time you switch you're get having a little setback you know what's going to happen every time you switch you know in a year you're you're not going to be where you want to be where if you stick to the
0: program exactly do you want to be from a, a year from now do you still want to be sick and depressed or do you want to be living and thriving? And when you regain your health, it can open your whole world back up to the possibilities of a bright future. You know, you know, when we were young, we were all, most of us were full of ambition and positivity for the future. And some of us tend to lose that as we get older. And maybe it's because we don't feel as good and, and you know, we we get ill. Yeah. But you can get you can. I'm not saying you can get your youth back, but you can get a healthy body. And if your health is good, you, it makes you feel more optimistic about the future. It makes you be have more confidence. So you can go out and do things that you were afraid to do before.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, in the energy. I know. Yes. In my own personal health story, it's like I went from you know feeling sick, no energy. I call it my heavy legs. To doing mud runs and running five k's and you know for those of you who knew me as a in school middle school and high school, I was definitely not i was the opposite of an athlete, and so for me to be able to run and have the energy and want to do it, it was incredible, yeah, yeah,
0: that's amazing,
1: yes, and so if we can just get clients to uh to hang in there, you know see okay, you're making progress, you're starting to feel better. Yes. Remember your why. Remember why you wanted to do this and think about where you want to be in one year and in five years or in three months even. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And do you make them do you uh, request that they make a journal of their why? And then if they say a few months down the road they get to where they're falling off the wagon, they can look back at their why. Like I look oh, this is why I want to do this to get it back on track.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, goal setting is so important.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, and having
1: that. So we usually do: we'll do a one-month goal, a three-month goal, and a six-month goal to start yeah. with. Yeah,
0: gotta have goals and, and, and milestones, and you know. And I really believe, like, I mean, it's, it's not like a record, but I really believe the clients need to have a vision of what their future. What even me now? Like, I, I want my business to thrive. It's not my business right now. Uh, the It's not where I want it to be. I want it to be. I want to help thousands of people, you know? Yes. <laughs> and that's something I wake up every day like, okay, what am I going to do today to get me closer to that goal? Right. Or I love to work out. How Am I, I going to get stronger this week? Am I going to get leaner? You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it, it, you got to look at life as fun because <clears throat> you have to be positive. Life can be great if... Our mindset is there, but it's all, it's our thoughts, man. It's our thoughts. Right. Are they good or are they negative, you know? Right. Right. Plus that heals you. If you have positive thoughts, heal the body, you know?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I took a class last weekend where um, we talked about that. And it was like, you know, where, how do you think about your day and the tasks that you have to, to do during the day? You know, is it, I have do this, or is it? I want to do this. You know, I have to do this because I have to make money. I have to pay the bills, or I have to do this because I have a lot of people I need to help, and I have this gift to share, and you know, like that.
0: Yeah, and you know, when you wake up every day with a goal, you're going to be healthier and happier, and more optimistic. I have a friend that he got a new doctor, and one of the, one of the questions they asked him. Do you ever wake up in the morning and feel like you're useless and (laughs) he's like, no, even the medical community knows that if you feel like that, most of the time, you're going to probably, well, you're probably going to be sick and you're going to stay sick. They even know this. (laughs) Right. So yes, the why is the biggest way to stay on track.
1: Yes, it is. Yes. Well, I think this has been a great conversation. Yes, and uh, it's definitely something that's still very concerning. You know, we want make to make sure that people um, find a program they can commit to, get back to their why, and you know, remember, slow and steady wins the race. That you know, there you can't have instant health. Now, there are you can feel better in as little as three to four days and when you make changes, but for long-term health, you need to uh, be able to stick to it.
0: I definitely agree.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for joining us today on this podcast. I hope that you learned something new. If you are a program hopper, um, a serial hopper, (laughs) Um, (laughs) let us know uh, if there's something else you would like to hear or learn about. We want to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So please uh, contact us um, and let us know what else you would like to hear.